Welcome back, everybody. It's hump day. <clears throat> it is hump day. Welcome back to the Below Average Joe's UFC podcast, episode number eight. And our third special episode. And this one's a little extra special. It hits home, right? It does. You know? We're going to take you guys back, put you on the reading rug. Story time. We're going back to September 10th, 2016. Ah. <sighs> UFC 203 at Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. Almost four years ago. The start, our first year as college undergrads. This is true. We had literally been in college for less than less than, than three, three weeks, weeks. Yeah. and we're so, off to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, so wild stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, basically, late is gonna work. We're just gonna tell you guys the the entire story of us going to this event, the lead up to it, the actual day itself. And really, some stuff even after. So, uh, yeah. But I guess first off, Dom, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. We're coming off, you know, our two weeks into the podcast. This is mm-hmm. week three now. Yep. It's crazy. We're churning out these episodes. Yeah. I just hope the people are enjoying them. You know. Same. Same. How are you? <laughs> I guess I never really asked you that. Yeah. How you, I feel bad. I mean, you don't, and it's okay. I care. I care, and the listeners care. How are you, Noah? You want me to be honest? Oh, uh, I'm good. Okay, okay. <laughs> but oh. I no, <laughs> I'm good. Okay, just really excited to talk about yeah UFC 203. This is special. Agreed. Like, I know it's in the special episode category, <laughs> yeah. but if we were to make a subcategory of the special episodes and like close to home, like for the heart, yeah, this one's this going episode's right. for the boys. Yeah, for us. Yeah, let's, we're the boys. Should we give a shout out to the boys that yeah, were with give us? Yeah, a shout out. Shout out Nick Moore. Shout out Tommy Pence. Our two boys from back home. They attended UFC 203 with us as well mm-hmm. in Cleveland. Made the trip up <clears throat> to college to spend the night with us. Yeah. Then drove to Cleveland the next day. Then they drove all the way back home. So yeah. shout out to those boys. Hope you are listening. And we hope that uh, we do this justice yeah, and that do. you guys remember it as much as we do. Uh, so I'm going to rewind to even before September 2016. Let's do it. As I have mentioned in our pilot episode, um, <clears throat> my first live event I had ever watched was UFC 199 back, I would guess that would have been, what, June? I think June, yeah. yeah. And um, even before that, you had invited me over to watch UFC 197. I don't know if you remember that. That would have been uh, uh, Jones and Ovent State Peru. Yeah, yeah, you invited me to that card. I couldn't come, but then you invited me to 199, <laughs> so I come over, and I instantly fell in love with it. And The rest you, is history. Yeah, and you were telling me when I was sitting there in your house, you're like, yo, like the heavyweight champ, or I think, yeah, because he won it the month He won before. in May, yeah. And you were like, <clears throat> the heavyweight champ is from Ohio. And they're like, and I think they had already confirmed his title defense was going to be in Cleveland mm-hmm. against Overeem. So you were like, dude, like it's going to be so awesome. Like you were kind of mentioning about going, but nothing too concrete. Yeah. And for me, it's my first live event, so I'm still <clears throat> watching, seeing how I enjoy it. You yeah. Know? But leave your house, instantly fall in love with it. UFC 200, which was a big milestone, was the next month. Yep. So obviously, I'm like get real into the announcements like oh my gosh what's gonna happen that card ends up being a bit of a dud but we did see like the video at 199 brock lesnar's back and yeah stuff like that that video was awesome yeah i don't care what anybody says um but yeah basically after that probably less than a month later um you actually they went on sale and 
you text me and the boys. Yeah, and the said, group chat was created. <clears throat> yeah, and you said, "Fellas, it's, this is it. We're going." Yeah, like think about it. <clears throat> we're from Ohio, right? Right. You know, cool state, whatever. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it's UFC fights. You know, we, Ohio has the Bengals, the Indians, the Reds. But like UFC fights, they don't just come to Ohio on a yearly basis. This is only the thir- this was only the third pay per view that yeah. was ever held in Ohio. Yeah, ever. Ever. And the first one in Cleveland. I think. Is that true? I think the other two was, were uh, Columbus and Cincinnati. Or oh, maybe you both said the Columbus. first one. I thought you said this was the. I thought you said the first one of the three was in. No, Cleveland. no, no. This is the first time of. Yeah, I out think of the, the three. first one was in Cincinnati because that was Rich Franklin. Yeah. Who was also from Ohio. Shout out Rich Franklin. He used to be the best in the world. My dad was a bartender. He met Rich Franklin and didn't really... They were like, oh, he's like, oh, he's a really good fighter. That's cool. Yeah. No, he was the best in the world. He was the best in the world. And my dad was just (laughs) serving him drinks. Like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But he gets this rematch fight with Anderson Silva. Yeah, well, we know how that goes. Went very similar to the first. But shout out Rich Franklin. Shout out. So it was a big... It's a big deal having these fights in Ohio. And... You basically were sending us, like, the prices and where the seats would be. And I was pretty much in. I was like, hell yeah, like, let's do it. Yeah, if you're listening, so we wanted to, get, like, give you guys a perspective at least of, like, the feel of a live event. So the picture that you're seeing on the left side of the screen with the Welcome to the Land filter, that is where we were sitting that evening for the fights, yeah. just to put and, it into perspective. And so. they weren't even that expensive. No. I feel like with, because you bought them off of Ticketmaster, I believe. Or, it we, was, or we bought them off a ticket. It was one of those ticket websites. And, um, you know, they typically have pretty high fees when you buy them online. Yeah. So I think total was around like 80 bucks or something. Yeah. 90 bucks, something yeah. like that. But if you look at that picture, like, it was great. great. I don't know if it does it justice, but yeah. um, it was great seats for a fight, you know, considering we were literally like the sec- front row of the It was the, the middle, front row of that mi- section. Of the middle section. Yeah. Um, so it was great seats and sold out crowd. Yeah, and twenty thousand people. So then we buy our tickets, and you know, me and you were at college. Yeah, that's probably that probably happened in what the beginning of August before we moved in. Uh, it was probably July actually. Yeah, end yeah. of July, early August, yeah. we bought them. So then you know the whole build up. We have a whole yeah. month and a half. Yeah. So we're we we're getting very excited to go. Um, I didn't have a car at the time, so I was like, "Hey, Dom, like." Uh, <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pull the whip out for us. But uh, yeah. our two buddies did not, do not go to BGSU. Yeah, so we're we live, you know, almost three hours away from home. Right. And then we're two hours away from Cleveland, from right. where we live. Right. So our buddies had to drive all the way to us, so that we could all ride together the night before. So Friday night, yeah. they stay the night in our freaking little <laughs> tiny dorm. Oh, and I have to. And get, it was and I gotta so get, hot. I gotta give some details about that. Oh, it was. So, Nick Moore to this day says it was one of the worst nights of his life. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. this day. So we we grew our freshman year. We were in a dorm called Kreischer. Very old. Kreischer Darrow. And no AC. A very old dorm. No AC. It was August. It was. Well, August. it was September, but we moved in in August. Yeah. You get the point. It, it hot. Yeah, it wasn't cold. <laughs> it was a little hot. Yeah. And when I say hot, I mean. There was no air. It was suffocating. Yeah, we had fans, and it did not help. It didn't help. Not at all. Not at all. We, like, at all times, we had to have our window open with the fan at the window, so we were yeah. getting more air. And that's a good point. Yeah. Always having that window open, right? Yeah. So, oh, so, hold on, yeah. hold on. Yeah. So they come up the night before. 
We signed him in and everything. We're all just chilling. Yep. I think we were playing some uh, UFC 3 on Probably. the PlayStation. Yeah, I, we did. Um, yeah. I actually was coming down with a bit of a cold going in. So I was like a bit stuffed up and everything. And I... Um, what's funny is this is kind of embarrassing to admit now, but for my whole first semester of college, <laughs> I I just didn't sleep on a bed. They're not <laughs> look, mishearing look, you. Look, you heard that look, right. If you guys know how dorms, at least at BG, are set up, the it's like the top. It's the top of like a bunk bed, basically. Yeah. And Those you can, are difficult and you can, to get on. And you can have them de-lofted, right? You know. Yeah, true, or, true. Yeah, de-lofted. But then it takes away it all your space. It would be de-lofted. Yeah, you would de-loft it. Yeah, de-loft it. So I could have done that. but Then we have no room. But then I had a bunch of shit underneath yeah, we the had bed, like, like the couch, TV, and mini fridge, yeah. stuff like that. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to sleep on this hard-ass floor. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know... You you live and you learn. You yeah, grow, it was college, you, right? Yeah, you grow up over time. Freshman right? year, yeah. Fre- I, first semester, you know. Yeah, I mean, my back is probably never going to be the same. Yeah, it's but, broke. But <laughs> my back broke. Yeah, but that's okay. So I let Nick sleep on my bed. Yep. And then I sleep on the floor per usual. Yep. And then Tommy slept under me, so on my yeah. floor. And do you remember what happened to Tommy that night? <laughs> well, okay. Hold on. What an eventful week. Hold on. So, so I wake up, right, because I'm slightly under the weather. Yeah. And I wake up because I can't breathe. It's 100 so degrees I wake inside. Up and I'm like, fuck, man. I got, I'm like, I got to get out of this room for a second. So I go to get up, and I accidentally kick um, this tote that I had my box fan sitting on. Yeah. And that fan proceeds to fall on top straight, of Tommy straight on his face <laughs> and he's then, dead asleep and then all of a sudden, he like wakes up me and he goes what the fuck <laughs> and I just pretended like I was still asleep I was like no I was like oh shit I, like, I, I, I jumped just... up in my bed up top dude Nick Moore's like what that was like that that was the shot heard around the, like the whole floor it was so loud the whole floor heard and it that fell shot. on his face yeah. <laughs> a fan that was going full blast <laughs> So and meanwhile, Nick like can't fall asleep in your bed because it's so hot. That He's like, night, dude, guys, the, I'm gonna die. Old night, I swear that old night, I heard I would hear Nick just like we'd all so be asleep, bitch. and all of a sudden, I just like sometimes through the night, I just hear, God damn, I can't fucking sleep in this bed. He's like, it's too fucking hot in here. He took off his shirt, his shorts. Yeah, and he threw he them down. Naked, he dude. threw them from the top. So I'd be laying there, and all of a sudden, I just see like fucking shorts land next to me. Then a shirt lands next to me. Oh, dude. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, this motherfucker about to start getting naked up in my bed. I was like, I mean, I don't sleep up there, but damn. He, he, uh, he's to this day, he's even like, he said he's like sweat off like five pounds of sweat that night trying to <laughs> that sleep. That was ridiculous. Oh so, man, not the best start, right? Yeah, and that's just the night. So we wake in. up a little grumpy. Yeah, Saturday Tommy's, morning. Tommy's face is a little busted. <laughs> yeah. I, I, he, Nick's I naked. I don't know if to this day he knows that I was the one that caused it. Well, but do you want now, to issue a formal I, apology? Yeah, I mean, Tommy, I'm I'm very sorry, <laughs> but also it was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> But he's a little busted up. I'm still, like, not feeling great. Nick's probably slept less than two hours. Yeah. You're, well, yeah. Probably, you're probably the most well-rested of everybody. Yeah. Thank goodness. I'm the driver. 
And I wake up in a sweaty heat, so I'm like, well, I guess I gotta shower before I leave. So we ended up leaving actually a little bit later than we wanted to. Yeah. But and we planned that day, like, to the T. Yeah. Like, we knew we were getting in Cleveland We early. knew we were getting there really early, but we still were wanting to leave at a certain yeah. time. Yeah, and we did But we all ended up showering, I think, yeah. before we left because yeah. we were so fucking sweaty. Yeah. So we're kind of, we're almost, like, scrambling to leave just because, oh, we're not going to get there. We're not going to get to there. meet so-and-so. So we, like, just run out the, out the fucking dorm, basically, <laughs> hop in Dom's car, and uh, we're heading to Cleveland. We probably get highway. We probably get about 20 minutes away or so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'll let you take that, that one. Well, if you don't remember what we already mentioned, uh, we like to keep our window open <laughs> with the fan yep. in front of it, so we got a lot of airflow. Well, it uh, started to get a little cloudy as we departed on our trip to Cleveland, and uh, it starts pouring down rain, specifically in BG. It wasn't too bad Like as we got further and further mm-hmm. away and closer to Cleveland. But nevertheless, it was storming in where we go to college, right? And our window to our dorm was open. Yes. Now, keep in mind that in in our dorm, we've got wires, you know, PlayStations, Well, both of our TVs and PlayStations were against the wall. Yes, so the backs were all the wires. Especially yours. Yeah. So the backs of these devices that, you know, where you plug everything in. Completely exposed. Completely exposed to the elements. So, I if I don't if I remember correctly, I look at Noah and I said, "Our window's open." Yes. So. And you're like, "Huh?" I'm like, "Huh?" Yeah, that started the so, trend probably. So I so we come. We up immediately with the, start scrambling. So we come up with the plan. It's too late to turn back. To contact our RA. Yes. We're like, well, he can just go in, right? Yeah, he can unlock the door, go close the window. So you know, our RA didn't really know him very well. Quiet guy. Yeah. Very uh, awkward. Um, shout out to him. I'm yeah. not gonna say his name. Yeah, but uh, we caught we we. I believe I text him, told him the story and like, hey, can you like go close it? Yeah, and uh, he says no can do. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck you mean no, no can, can do? do. <laughs> Apparently, you guys can come in our room. What do you mean now? You just can't. Yeah, and, he and said, we're giving him permission. To yeah, go like, in I'm our texting room. him like permission granted. granted. Go in and close the window. And he's like, sorry, we can't just go in unless we have a reason. Yeah. Because if I went in there and you guys came back and something was missing, it could be pushed that, like, I was the one that took it. Right. So we're like, well, that's stupid. Yeah. So then I called the front desk at Kreischer. Mind you, I later would end up working for Res Life. (laughs) Yeah. So I kind of gained a better understanding of how it works but at this time no idea how it works <laughs> right i thought the only people that worked at the front desk were ras this is like the more and more we discuss this the more like freshman story i've ever heard yeah it really is in a way like this part especially yeah but um called the front desk asked them the same question they say no can do well siri said can do <laughs> but no no can do yeah and I'm like, well, this has been really helpful. Thank you. <laughs> like, so basically, our windows just left. Well, up. there was one other alternative. Shout out Dalton, if you're listening. We were texting him mm. to like give him permission to go inside. Right. 
But like, because he lived in Chrysler, but in one of the other yeah. Lanes. And I don't know how we planned on that working because he didn't have our keys. Yeah, we told him like we told him we like we tell him our RA and we're like go yeah to the front desk. But basically, it, it all yeah. ended up so just not three working. options, uh, one two three strike out. Yeah. Windows open for the rest of the day, the rest of the night. But we're not turning around. We're not turning around. It's pouring down rain. Sorry. Yeah. We'll just get new TVs. Shit, that comes yeah. later. Yeah. UFC, UFC now. <laughs> UFC now. So the rest of the drive is pretty uneventful, I would say. Yeah. Um, but The whole time I'm thinking in the back of my head, oh, PlayStation's ruined, TV's ruined. Yeah. Carpet's ruined. Being a bit dramatic. The dorm's going to catch on fire. Yeah. You know. All, the normal things you think of. <laughs> yeah. We get to Cleveland, <laughs> mind uh. you. Probably three hours before the first fight yeah, starts. Yeah, it's beautiful there, by the way. No yeah, rain inside. Beautiful, because I believe the, the, or at least at the first. prelims probably start at 6 or yeah. 7, and uh, we got there at about 3. Yeah, we got there So we scrambled early. to get there three hours early. <laughs> yes. So it's like, well. What do we do? I believe we got food on our way. Yeah. From, like, McDonald's I or think something. so. So we, we, did, walk, we, we, uh, didn't, we weren't going to go sit in and get food. We found that parking garage. Yes. And it was outrageous. We all split parking. It was, it was, it was like so on the sixth floor of some parking <laughs> yeah. garage. It was so it was expensive. Downtown Cleveland. Yeah. Um, we're walking around. We get to the queue. Quicken Loans. Now it's like Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Yeah. But at the time, Quicken Loans Arena. We're walking around the arena. They got the posters up. They had and the big LeBron poster. Yeah, and it's right. You know. um, I didn't realize how close the Cleveland stadiums are, at least. Because Quicken Loans at yeah, yeah right next to Progressive Field. That's where the Cavs field. played, which is right next to, I was going to say Jacobs, but that's not what it's called yeah. anymore, Progressive Field. Where the Indians. Cleveland Indians play. So, um, literally, like, right next to each other. Yep. Um, so, we're walking around, and all of a sudden, we, like, kind of notice that there's something going on. It's Or it's about to start called UFC Fan Fest. Yeah. Or, no, Fan Expo. Yeah, and there's, like, so to, like, put it into perspective, you, you turn around this corner of the basketball arena quick and loans and there's like this there's this area of space right between uh, the exit door to the uh, quick and loans and the entrance to the baseball field and it's just like this huge patio area with a big just party deck really yeah. with a bunch of room yeah. right so we turn the corner and there's hundreds of people and we're like huh what's going on over here yeah they have uh, the tent set up to buy merchandise, posters. Yeah. So me and you, um, all that at least, fun stuff. I know me and you both bought a poster, yep. a big poster for the event, which it's you guys, up here on the wall, right the, next to in us. the thumbnail as well. Yeah. Um, so I believe, and I believe I bought a program as well. Yeah, uh, um, I got a UFC Cleveland shirt. Right. I th- I don't know if Nick and Tommy. I'm sure they. I feel like everybody bought something. Yeah, I don't know what they got if they got anything. No, but that's what we got. I yep. remember. And um, so we're like, you know, we're all about We're it. on a high right yeah. now. So then we see that and we hear that, oh, it's a fan expo. Yeah. And again, I'm new to the sport. Now I know that they do that shit at yeah. most of their This is all games. four of our first time going to a live UFC Yeah, fight. and for really all of us except you, we were all pretty casual. Fan. Yeah. I mean, we were really into going. Yeah. And me specifically, I can say, was really into it at this yeah. point but i'm still very casual i don't know most of the fighters I don't, yeah i don't know a lot about it but i love it yeah. you know what i mean so you're the most well-rounded person of all of us when it comes to being knowledgeable but even you i don't think knew that about this band no show. it really wasn't promoted that much 
Or if it was, we just were not aware. Yeah, and which is surprising considering how much we were looking into yeah. about it beforehand. Yeah. But uh, we're kind of just hanging out, just like looking around. Monster Energy is there giving out free cans of their new flavored drink, which yeah, is now we racked up a bunch the, of that. the blue Monster Energy, yeah. which is now very popular. Um, so we're like just kind of hanging out, uh, and we see Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, we see like. Well, we see these lines starting to yeah, form, right. and we're like, we're mingling. We're asking all these people, like, what's going on? Yeah, we actually just we see that there's a line, and we're like, well, we're just going to get in line. We don't know what it's for. Yeah, so fun fact, at the Cleveland uh, event, UFC 2-3, us four were the first four people at that event to meet Cowboy Surrounding. I forgot that we were the first We four. were the first. Do you remember how nervous I was? Yeah. Because you guys made me go first. Yeah, I made you go I first. I was so nervous. Shaking. Yeah. Didn't know what to do. And I barely knew who Cowboy Cerrone was at the yeah. time. And now look at him. He just headlined. Most wins UFC history. Just headlined a pay-per-view. Just headlined with Conor McGregor. Second most fights in UFC history. Most finishes. Blah, 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 blah. list goes on. Legend. On. Legend of the UFC. And I was just like, how's it going, Donald? Yeah, there's, there's like a... There's like 500 people out here, and we're the first people to meet Cowboy. Yeah, so we all get our picture with him. We shake his hand. He, he signs, signs those pictures. Yeah, he had these uh, pictures made up of, for him, of him, and he was signing all of them with yep. small things. Um, so we get that, and we're like, damn, like this is, is this what this like shit is? Yeah. Well, then we see a guy named Cody Garbrandt. Who at that time... Was not the star we so, know him as today. I actually did know who Cody Garbrandt was because me and you had went to B-Dubs a month before to watch the Connor versus Nate Diaz, yep. uh, the second fight that they had. And Cody was on the main card, and he had that awesome knockout against um, some Asian fighter. Yeah, uh, I'm blanking. But just destroyed him, Yeah, basically. starched him. Little did we know, that was his last fight. Four months later, after meeting him, he was the bantamweight champion of the world and he, one of the best, one of title the best, challenging yes, performances I've ever seen. In ever my life. against Dominic Cruz, the best bantamweight ever. So, so four months before that, we met. We get Cody. lined to meet him. We're all bigger than him, obviously. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's a bantamweight. Five, five, he's, five, six. Yeah, he's not very tall. Hundred and thirty-five pounds on fight night. Yeah. Um, Nicest guy. I'm six four. Yeah. About 350 pounds. Yeah. So I meet him, and I'm just like... You want to fight? <laughs> in my head, I'm just like, this is awkward. I'm well, like, you're probably like, this guy's this small, but he could beat my ass. I'm thinking, if I fuck up here, he's going to make a point to beat my ass. <laughs> like, he has to know. Like, he sees these big-ass guys walk up, tall-ass dudes, whatever, strong-ass guys, whatever they are, walk up. You know he has to be thinking. I'm sure this guy's like looking at me, like, "Oh wow, look how tiny you are." <laughs> I put you in my pocket. Oh. Yeah. And he's like, "If this dude just says one thing, one I'm shot. gonna make. I'm gonna put him on notice." It takes one shot. So I'm like really nervous to meet him <laughs> because I'm like, "This little dude's gonna fuck my world up if I mess. If I like accidentally step on his foot or something." So I, I get a very awkward picture with him because I'm very nervous. Nicest guy. Nicest Answering guy, our questions. Yeah. Like, he was just, like, uh, uh, we told him we were from Ohio. Yep. And he was just like, oh, that's so awesome and stuff. I mean. He I, was doing signatures, too, I think, but we only got pictures with him. Yeah. And Some uh, of them you could only was do at a certain booth, things. He was at a booth with, like, Harley Davidson. Yeah, so yeah, Motorcycles yeah. in the background. Yeah. So, um, really nice guy, though. Really glad we met him. 
Especially yeah. like four months later, he's literally a superstar. Yes, he's a star of the UFC yeah. at that. And point. now to this day, he still is. Yes. I mean, they, a they huge just draw. they just he decided to go to he's as of now going to flyweight to challenge Davis and Figueredo. Yeah, in a move where he's never fought at flyweight and he's being given the title shot. Shout out Cody, man. Yeah, if you're Great listening, guy. hey, just not to toot my own horn. When I posted the pictures that night of meeting everybody, he did like my picture. Oh, he and did. like to this yeah. day, that's one of my best accomplishments on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> Shout out Cody Nola. Yeah, Cody the man, great guy. So then we go from him to meeting. I want to UFC say, Hall of Famer, or was it? No, we went to Matt Brown. Matt Brown next. Okay, so meet Matt Brown. Also, again, a more of a, a more of a reserved kind of guy. Yeah, but answering very questions. Nice. Yeah, he took pictures. Very nice guy. Just. Yep. Looked like he was just chilling. another Ohio guy. Yeah, another He's Ohio, from Ohio. guy. Um, and then from there we go to meet Forrest Griffin, the UFC, UFC Hall, Hall of Famer. Forrest Griffin, former light heavyweight and champion. I believe he either signed my poster or my program. I don't remember because I had them both kind of locked up for a while. He was like a big dude in person. He was big in yeah. person. And like he you was, see him he on was TV definitely the most. Really, he like, was the most interactive. I would yeah. Say. Like He's I just walk, a funny guy. Like, I walked up to him, and he, like, pretended like he was scared and yeah. stuff. And I was just like, don't do and that. And that's so forced. In my head, I'm like, don't do that. I'm like, I don't want those. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want those hands. <laughs> so please stop pretending like you're actually scared of me. Yeah. Because you know you would just end my life. Yeah. But the... the like, if you know Forrest Griffin... Like, you see the commercials he's in. He's just a goofball. Right. That's what he was like to meet in person. Yeah. And a uh, great guy. Yeah. Gave us all the time in the world, basically. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of people on his line either. I remember yeah, that. I feel like that was the cool thing too, though. Like every all the fighters there, you weren't like in a hurry. No, you could ask some questions. There wasn't a ton of people there for get that your event, pictures. Yeah, you know? and then uh, we we get in line. There was one more fighter left. And this was probably the longest line we had at that event. Uh, Anthony Showtime Pettis, who was the who is the former. Um, you could probably argue at that point he was like the biggest star there out of those probably. five. Probably he was the former lightweight champion. Yeah. Uh, well, Forrest Griffin was the biggest star there. I would say. But like as a current fighter, I guess. As a current fighter. Four yes. years ago, for, I feel like sure, he was for sure. And it was definitely the longest line. So yeah, get it in was. There, and I was most excited to meet Showtime Pettis just because he was the one I knew the most about. Well, really, it was him and Forrest Griffin. Those yeah. were the two I was the most excited to meet. Which is funny looking like now, yeah. Cowboy Cerrone, Cody Garbrandt, exactly. Matt Brown, like they love those guys. Yeah. But we're in line, and I'm like getting real excited. I'm like, what should I, what should I say and stuff? And all of a sudden, it one, starts getting pretty one, windy. One one raindrop hits. Yeah, me. it gets real, gets real windy. The then, sun goes away. Then, we're like, wait a second. Then a second raindrop hits me. Hmm. And I'm still just like, yeah, I can't wait to ask him this. And then all of a sudden, one hits me on the nose. Right on the nose. And I was like, Uh-oh. you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I see the booth start shutting down. shutting down. And we're like, no way. And then I think there's like some sort of announcement on like a speaker yeah. or something. There's a storm coming in. We're going to have to shut down the fan expo. Please go to like the closest gate and prepare to enter the arena or whatever yeah so they're like oh man so we probably have like an hour and a half before we're i think it was like an hour before we were even allowed into the yeah so we're just chilling the arena so we're just we're just waiting in line we're like underneath the awning so we're watching this 
like the setup got destroyed. Yeah. Like stuff's blowing everywhere. It's yeah. torrential downpouring. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, we, we didn't get to meet Anthony. Yeah. So we're all just chilling. Yeah. So like we, a thousand people. Yeah, just for, it felt like forever too. Yeah. And um, finally, we're allowed in, find our seats, and we're like, "Damn, we, we <laughs> like, got." That's where seats. this picture. This is like right when we got to our seats. So you yeah. see how empty the arena was at this point, yeah. and we're we're walking around, getting a feel for it, taking yeah. pictures. The music's playing. I bought some nachos. Yeah, I'm we're just getting like, some Hell snacks. Yeah, bro. They've got promo videos, all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was awesome. And then, like, you could see, like, Joe Rogan and Mike Goldberg coming we're out. We're geeking out. Like, yeah, oh, dude, like, there's We're like, wait, there's, there's a, is that Dana down there? Yeah, like, stuff yeah. like that. Like, we're just like, holy shit. And um, then the fight start. And I must say that. So, the fight, high, like, the fight pass prelims. Yeah, so the fight pass prelim actually had Yancey Madero's on it. Yancey Madero's, who's been pretty Shout he's out. a vet. He's a vet. He's, yeah, Max Bless, training partner yeah. for Max Holloway. And, uh, he defeated Sean Spencer in the very first fight. I will say, you know, I mentioned that overall as a main card, the fights were, like, overall as fights, they were pretty, they were average, I would say, as yeah. a whole. Yeah. The main event was great. You know, it had its moments. But mm-hmm. overall, like, it was a pretty, for a pay-per-view, like, we would have, Again, we would have been very happy that Stipe won, but yeah. we would have ultimately been like, yeah, it was, it was, it was okay. But those prelims were great, yeah. I thought. We watched every single fight. Yeah, so Yancey Madero's had a great fight with Sean Spencer, a fight he dominated, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then you get into the actual prelims, and uh, this is a guy that always stuck out to me from that event, and I'm glad to see he's now at this time in August of 2020 when we're recording. Uh, Drew Dober was yeah. the opening fight of the prelims. Wow, he was there. And he beat Jason Gonzalez in the first round about a minute and 45 seconds in. I forgot about and that. And I remember like taking away, I was like, man, I really like that Drew Dober guy. Like He, he had a really cool post-fight interview. I'm like, I like that guy. Yeah. And I'm glad to see now he's cracking top 15. Yeah. I've been trying to keep up with him ever since. I like really like that guy. So that was a big takeaway for me. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Nick Lentz beating Michael McBride. That Nick was Lentz. a fun fight, if I it remember was, correctly. Yeah, yeah. That fight was crazy. Yeah. Uh, Nick Lentz gets the TKO finish in the second round. Yep. Um, again, these these prelims were great, man, because then you got Brad Tavares was next. We got – dude, I don't even remember uh, yeah, that. We I, got to see I, Brad Tavares. Yeah, who's top ten guy Holy at middleweight. And uh, he beats Kyo mm, – mm, Uh-oh. Come mm. on, you're still ten out of ten. Kyo Magelheis. Sound good to me. By decision, split decision even. A guy who I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Even though I was there. Tavares is that dude in the middleweight division that just fights everybody, yeah. I feel like. So, like, that was a great fight. And then even the the headliner of the prelims was Betch Correa facing Jessica I, yep. another Cleveland product. Yeah, Jessica was a big fan favorite there. That's when um, I wanted to point this out, too. If you guys like have watched live events on TV and you start with the early prelims and watch on, you'll notice that the arena is not full until the main card starts. That is true. Like there weren't that many people for the early fights and then the the main prelims started and you know by the time Betch fight Correa, by fight they by, come the, in. by the time of this fight it was starting to get pretty cool. Yeah, and everybody knew okay Jessica's from Ohio so everybody's going crazy. Well for you have her. to think Betch Correa, I'm pretty sure this was the first fight after losing the Rousey. It may have, may have been, been or one, one of the first. Yeah. So she still had quite a bit of uh, steam. Like, really, at this time, Betch was looked at as, like, the 
I don't know if I want to say vet, but she was looked at as like the one of the top women of the bantamweight division. Yeah, and she's going up against an up and comer, Jessica I, who this was kind of before her rise to become a title challenger at and flyweight. before her yeah before her real weight class yeah so she's like a prospect at the time and this was also before she became just a box of cringe yeah and i can't say i'm much of a fan but at this time i was rooting for her hard Heck yeah, Cleveland dude. girl you know mm-hmm. and i thought she won that fight but she ends up losing split decision yeah i remember that the crowd was Pissed. But it was a great fight. Though. Everybody booed and booed. It was I a great that. fight. And yeah. um, ultimately, though, she didn't win. And the crowd was booing. I really did believe she won that. Not just too. being like the Ohio bias. And I, and I honestly thought that there would be some Ohio bias in like the judging, but yeah. there wasn't. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm like, they really kind of stole it from her. Yeah. In her own state. I'm like, that's If you sucks. think about it now, like that would have been a big win for her. Yeah, if you really think about it. Well, you it. remember the 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 weigh-ins when they had the face-offs. She put like shoved Betchkraya for like no reason. That doesn't surprise me. And I remember you looked at we were at the um, sundial eating, and you were watching them, and you're like, "Dude, you're like that pisses me off." You're like, "You know what? Fuck her." But uh, you were still rooting for. Her. Of you're course. like, "Dude, that's annoying." You're like, "Betch hadn't done anything." But, uh, yeah, like, overall, great prelims. Like, we're having a good old time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Dom was showing me before we started recording all these videos he was taking. Some of the cringiest shit I've ever They're seen. They're very cringy. We debated putting them in here at certain moments <laughs> so you guys could witness it, but they're pretty cringe. Yeah, I don't think they do it justice yeah. either. We probably um, won't attach any videos. Yeah, ultimately, though, it really spoke to how, like, young we were. I mean, yeah. I know it was... We were, what, 18 at We the time? were still, like, 19. fresh out of high school. Though. Like, I think it was, like, it was September, so I was 18. Yeah. Ultimately, I mean... We were still Still, had a, way, still had a ways to go before... Yeah. We're totally different. Obviously, we're not, we're not just, like, the most mature people now, <laughs> but we, we, you know... Four years ago, us, it's, it's like crazy looking person. back. But yeah, we've grown up quite a bit, so that was funny to watch those, because I don't remember it being that yeah. way, but... Then we get to the main card. What a and this night, is a story dude. I've been having in my back pocket for a while. <sighs> Jessica Andrade. You, know, you know, I just want to say, yeah. I hope that you've hyped this up so much that the story doesn't live up to it for the people. It probably won't. But, but to us... For me, I'm very happy to share this. Yeah, we talk about this every time we're together. So I want to... As you guys can probably tell, at this event, I do not have near the knowledge I do now. I love it. I'm having a good old time. But Dom is the I guy. I did feel like the guru that You night. were the guru. You were the one informing all four of us, or the other three of us, about who's fighting, who's, like, what are they about to be challenging for a title, are they top 15, whatever, whatever, anything about it. Like, I think you were telling me, yeah, this is Betch Correa, the woman who lost to Ronda not too long ago. Stuff like that. So going into this fight, you have Jessica Andrade against Joanne Calderwood, two women at this time I'd never heard of. And Jessica, both at their unnatural weight classes. Yeah, strawweight, 115 pounds. Andrade would end up becoming the strawweight champion. Wow. Was this one at 115? Yeah. Okay. Because I know Andrade used to be 135, so I couldn't remember. Oh, but yeah, but this yeah. was Andrade. So Andrade's natural weight. Class. Yeah, this one for her, I I thought it was at 135, so yeah. This but, was her um, natural. Ultimately, Andrade would end up becoming the champion of strawweight. Yep just a couple a years, years later. later. And Joanne Calderwood, as of now, is a title challenger at 
just lost right? to um, Jennifer Maya. Yeah, so she, she was, was ranked third. She was intending to be the next With title Valentina, challenger yep. before she lost that fight. Um, so before the fight gets started, Dom is hyping up Joanne Calderwood yeah. to me. He says, this woman, and I don't even know if this is true. I, dude, it was. I wouldn't lie. He goes, guys. this woman has never been taken down in a fight. And he's like, I can't wait for this fight. I can't wait for you guys to see her fight. Like, she's awesome. I think she's going to put on a show. Like, she's like, yeah, she's going up against a, a wrestler. Yeah. I bet this bitch won't take her down yeah. and all this stuff. And we're like, damn, like, this Joanne Calderwood's, like, going to be, like, a stud, you know? Yeah. Less than a minute into the first round, she gets taken down. Yeah. I can just, like, vividly remember all three of you looking at me. Like, before, you know, just giving me that look. Before the three-minute mark of the first round, she'd been taken down about three times. Yeah. She was getting beaten pretty handily by handily. Jessica. Jessica ends up getting a guillotine choke before the end of the first round. Yeah. Match over. Yeah. Calderwood got starched. Yeah. It wasn't really competitive. Yeah, and for Dom's everlasting shame, looking at his face after that fight, <laughs> just to look at defeat. Because I, I know you really enjoyed being like the the guru, and I just got made look stupid. Yeah, I looked stupid, a fool. Yeah, like I should have left. Like after that fight, I was like, I don't think I can trust Dom's. Word Nobody listened to a word I said the rest of the night. Yeah, not a word. And everything was invalid. Yeah, and. Uh, Ultimately, Andrade gets the big win there. Shout and out now, Jessica And now Andrade, you look back yeah. and you go... Who's had the bigger career? Yeah, Andrade is... Champion. Yeah, champion. You know. So, like, it was kind of, And I remember coming off that fight, I legitimately believed, you know, once the next few months go by, I became much more knowledgeable. Yeah. I really thought she was going to end up beating... Um, um, why am I forgetting her name now? Yolanda Young Jacek for the title. Oh, Jessica, when they fought. Yeah, I thought she was going to beat her, and she got dominated. Yeah, that happened in... So, this fight was in September of 2016. Jessica, if I'm not mistaken, challenged Joanna for the title in May two. of 2017. It was 2011, because it, it, yeah, it was in 2017. Yeah, it was in Dallas, because Stipe defended against um, Junior JDS. Yeah. So... This might have... I think Jessica probably had one other fight, I would assume, yeah. and then got the title shot. Yeah, but it was a big win for her, yeah. and like we really didn't see it coming. I didn't, yeah. obviously. But um, going off there... So Dom, basically, to this day, it's like an inside joke. Yeah. Like, I'll just bring it Every up. Every time casually. JoJo fights, or yeah. even Jessica, for that matter. Yeah, just because if... Dom's facial reactions are some of the funniest things... I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. And that look of defeat and shame he had after that fight, and I couldn't help but just die laughing, <laughs> which probably made it worse. Yeah. That hurt. Yeah. And then we go into our next fight, which was very interesting. What? Yeah. A, like, think about, how did this fight get to Cleveland? I don't know. It was weird. Think about it. Jimmy Rivera, who's now the number seven, as of today, the number seven. He ranked, was undefeated at this yeah, time. Number seven ranked Bantamweight now. He's going up against Uriah Faber. California. A lot of you maybe not don't know much about UFC, but I feel like a lot of people just know who Uriah Faber is. Like he's he's a legend. A, definitely a, a legend. pioneer, especially of like that division. Yeah, of those smaller weight classes. He yeah. was like uh, OG. Yeah. And um, this was looked at as and his... And he was fighting on the second fight of the night. Yeah, it was, his, it was his retirement fight. Yeah, it was. At the time. Until he came out. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... We noticed uh, probably two, it was up probably to two, the left. It was well from where we were sitting to the right. Up and to the right, a few probably rows like behind a us. A few rows behind, and maybe like a section. A section over. over, yeah. 
we just noticed that there are people going crazy for Jimmy Rivera, and I'm like, we're like, kinda, there's no weird. way these are just like, that's fans. Kinda, that's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, hey. Well, everybody root, here was rooting for Uriah Faber. Yeah, and this and these people were being obnoxious. Yeah, they were really loud, going well, it, nuts. It, it turns out we're sitting by Jimmy Rivera's family. Yeah, this is Jimmy's whole family. Like, ten of them at least. And they were annoying as fuck. I'm they, just going to say it. They were supporting their boy. Yeah, and I, say I, can't say, I can't say I would have done it any different. Yeah. But, man, were they being just obnoxious. They were letting everybody... Well, they knew that everyone there was rooting for Uriah, and right. they were just like going at it. They were rel- they were relishing in the victory, yeah. Because ultimately, sure. Jimmy pretty much dominates. Yeah, the fight. a dominant decision. Yeah, a point fighting type performance. You know, still to this yeah. day, really, he is and um, a good fighter. Though coming off that fight, I went. I bet Jimmy Rivera is going to be the next. Was he one of the next? Yeah, like I said, team. he was undefeated. So what does he have? Like twenty three wins now. But he's lost a lot since then. He's, he had, he was like twenty and zero. I mean, I think 21 he's only lost like twice. I think he's like twenty three and four now. Is he? Yeah. So he was like twenty one and one or something. He was on like some insane win streak. I want to say like twenty fights in a row. And so, so he was. He only had one loss going yeah. into that fight. Yeah. Okay, that uh, makes sense. Coming off of that fight with Uriah, he would get another win over Thomas Almeida. And then he loses to Marlon Moraes, yep. the KO head kick in 30 seconds. Yep. Gets a win over John Dodson. Then has lost to Aljamain and uh, Peter Young. Yeah, so. And then he just had a win over Cody Stamen. Not but ago. safe to say, like, this win launched him into the contenders of I that legitimately division. thought he was going to be, like, the next guy yeah. to win the belt. Yeah. And um, overall, not the most exciting fight. Uriah was pretty much uh, controlled the entire fight. Yeah. But that family loved their man. They did. Jimmy. I mean, shout out to Jimmy Rivera's family. They, yeah. You talk about supporters. Yeah. That was them. It was just cool, like, we came back and we're like, dude, we just sat next to that dude's whole family. Yeah. Like, that was cool. It was cool, even though at the time I was just like, dude, will these people shut up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I get it. You know, it's their Probably their son, their yeah, brothers, yeah. you know, whatever, their husband, whoever is there, you know. Um, so that was awesome. Yeah, and then we go into our third fight. Probably we, we witnessed, and I say this all the time. I hate that you keep saying it like this. We witnessed an historical evening of fights. <laughs> I hate that you say that about this but fight. But it's true. Not, no, not just this fight, but the no, card you, okay, in general. You have legitimately told me, you said, Think we about witnessed it. history with this fight. Yeah. What other the guy outside his, of Brock Lesnar has done this? The only history we witnessed in this fight was the worst decision the UFC have ever made. Hey, not money-wise. You know they got pay-per-view buys off of that. Ladies and gentlemen, <sighs> CM Punk from the WWE, a superstar, made his UFC debut and his pro MMA debut, a 0-0 zero zero record, against a rising prospect at the time, Mickey Gall. The best part about the fight was the intros. Do you remember what Mickey came out to? <laughs> what was that and still song? doesn't say, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're yeah, so yeah, fine. yeah. That was awesome. I remember literally looking at you guys and was like, okay, I don't want Mickey to win, but this is kind of badass. So I forget who it was when we were outside the arena and we were looking at my program. One of the four of us I heard go, dude, I'm, I'm, I really think CM Punk might have a chance here. <laughs> And I kind of, like, heard it, and I went... Even me, as someone who was the most casual... 
I just hope it wasn't me. I, I think it might have been, but I'm trying not to. <laughs> I hope not. I think it might have been you, but <laughs> I'm trying not to say that. Um, but I went, hey, yo, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm like, yo, I'm like, CM Punk ain't got a chance in hell. And I'm saying that as someone who was the most casual viewer yeah. ever at the time. So the intros happen, and I will say CM Punk coming out to his WWE yeah. theme song. As Fault we have mentioned, personality. we're WWE guys going back. So we uh, we got very hyped. I have a cool video of that. Shit. But I won't share that either. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, he gets. I absolute. will say his intro made me somewhat go, but can he win this yeah, Right? It was just like he was making everybody a believer. And then two He minutes. literally brought that WWE charisma. Like they've got the camera on the guy walking out, and he's like. He's really relishing. The relishing moment. in the moment. You know, the fans are going crazy. Yeah. So it was cool. And then two minutes in, he's done. He was done. Yeah, submitted. He got it was never even close. Literally, he jumped. He, run, he runs out the gate, gets tackled. He's slouched over, throws one straight jab, completely misses. Mickey goes right in for the double leg, and yeah. the rest is history. Yeah, that was it. Some ground and pound ensues. He lasted a minute. Two minutes. Get, he was getting pounded, but then uh, yeah, pumped didn't land a single punch. Nope. Very embarrassing. Yep. A big mistake by the UFC. I yeah. get it. Money wise, like hey, bringing back again was a bigger mistake. Though. It was, but I hate that you keep bringing up history. <laughs> first sure. time in Cleveland, Steve Ace. But that fight, I will say that CM fight, Punk. that fight won me over for Mickey Gall. Yeah, because even though, for better or worse, and this is something that I might be for down the road for one of our hot take episodes. Um, I kind of look at this win as almost this might have been the worst thing that ever happened in Mickey Gall's career. Yeah, he's not done much. Because ultimately he wins and he's kind of blasted off into some sort of... He had a very big... He uh, he had a name to him after that. Yeah. But his pro record was 2-0 or 3-0 after that. Yeah. And one of them was against CM Punk. And the other one in the UFC was against Mike Jackson. Who beat CM Punk. Who beat CM Punk, but also was pretty awful. Yeah. So, ultimately, you know, for Mickey Gall... Once he gets his name to him, then they have to start paying him more money. Right. And also that means they're going to be putting him in more high-profile fights. Yep. Now, he had, he's had some wins. He's had some losses. He definitely has the talent. I just feel like he could have been brought at a more reasonable pace. Well, this was a guy that was uh, found on Dana White looking for a fight, the right. YouTube series. And they try to build upon those type of people. The people that come from that show or like from the Contender series, yeah. Ultimate Fighter... They try and build them uh, around them and make a I following, like but they didn't been, do that. He for should him. have been built slower. Yeah. But ultimately, I understand that you beat CM Punk, the guy who had a lot. Of, like he was the third fight of the main card. Yeah. So regardless of CM Punk's credentials that were non-existent, now you have to. Now he's got a name. You got to start placing him in these high-profile fights. He's now at the time he wins that fight, he goes three zero. As of today, he's six and three. It's crazy. So after that, he gets a win over Sage Northcutt, who kind of that had was the same. a high that had a lot of hype around. Yeah, it, it was it was like the co-main of a fight night. Those were like the two prospects at that point in time in the UFC that everybody. Well, they were both the the first two guys to get the contracts from Dana White. Looking yeah, for a fight. Sage was like this super chiseled, good-looking dude, super yeah. young, college really smart. Student. Yeah. And uh, Mickey was like that blue-collar New Jersey guy yeah. who's also undefeated, right. uh, super good on the ground. That had a lot of hype around Yeah, so it. he's pretty much just traded wins and losses since then. His yeah. losses have been to Randy Brown, 
who we've seen now kind of he's been looking good. He did have a loss against uh it was recently, wasn't yeah, it? Vicente Luque. Yeah, what well, a great fight! Yeah, that's no joke. Then he's the lost to Diego Sanchez. Shout out to Diego, the OG yeah. Ultimate Fighter winner. And no then kid. he just lost to Mike Perry, who had his girlfriend in his corner. Yeah, wild stuff. Yes, but his wins have been against George Sullivan, who, <laughs> and Salim Tua Tua Tua. So it's Tuawri. safe to say who that his losses who. <laughs> He has good losses, but no good wins. There's no such thing as a good loss. Right, but like, had he beat those guys, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. those are good wins. That's to what have, I mean. But he's, he couldn't get he's it being done. put in these high profile. I mean, the Sage Northcutt fight was good for That's him. That's probably the biggest win. But yeah. even that guy, he's at one championship now in his first fight there. His whole face got shattered. And now he Literally. hasn't fought since. Yeah. So, yeah, all Shout in all. Shout out to Sage Northcutt. All in all, kind of a weird. <laughs> the after effects of that fight are very weird, but. In the, in the moment, it just felt like, wow, like, Mickey Gall, like, I'm buying in. It was just, like, the whole aura around that fight happening was just yeah. cool. I mean, I get what you're saying, because I definitely got kind of sucked into it as well after being very hesitant. Oh, as did 20,000 people. But, like, looking back, I cannot say, like, we witnessed history. Yeah. I, mean, I get it, but I think it's dumb to look, say that. Let me live in the moment. It's not something I want to glorify that it was like, I will, we were there for CM Punk's listen, first fight, dude. He's on the poster, okay? Yeah. I mean, it's I, sold paper. I look views. at it like that was Mickey Gall's on that poster. It made our tickets more expensive. CM Punk's on that poster because of Mickey Gall. No, Mickey Gall's <laughs> on that poster because CM Punk, unfortunately. I know, I know but. Anyways, um, we saw CM Punk. So we fight. come off that and we're just like, wow, Mickey Gall. Like, we love that guy. Like, he looked great. Yeah, he looked like a stud. And, like, that intro, like you were talking about, then the post fight. He, he talked he his talk. Out, he called out Stage. So we yeah. were like, yeah, that sounds like a good fight. Yep, co main of a fight night. And then we so. get to co main and we have a big heavyweight fight at the Oh, time. yeah, this is another part of my his- historical night. When have you ever seen a fight start like this? Well, okay, but just hold on. Hold on. Here I go again. Fabricio Verdum, who had just lost the belt to our main event, Stipe, going up against Travis Brown, Mr. Ronda Rousey, who Oof. at the time wow. who at the time All right. was one of the top five guys in the heavyweight division, probably. And Verdum just came off his loss to Stipe, so I think it's hilarious that he was the co-main to yeah. Stipe, by the way. But uh, this was a big heavyweight fight. It was yeah, a rematch. It was. it was a huge fight. A rematch, the first one Fabricio had won like a couple years before. And uh, we see something just crazy to start the fight. My man's Fabricio Verdun mm-hmm. straight up sprinted full speed across the octagon, jumped, stuck his foot straight out in the air, and kicked Travis Brown in the face. Yeah, if you ever played Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like. Who is this? Is this a Johnny Cage kick? Isn't that, or is <laughs> no, it I don't Luke know Cage? the moves. Um... If you ever played Mortal Kombat, that's what it reminded me of. Something from that game. Like, you like you pressed A, B, down B. <laughs> yeah, you Fabricio was pushing buttons on that controller that don't even exist. Like, he, he had the cheat code book. The whole arena went, whoa! Everybody's, yeah. I remember everybody just went nuts, dude. And then he the rest kicked of, the shit out of and Travis And the rest Brown. of the fight was really weird. Because <laughs> you have that moment where uh, Travis hurts his hand. Yeah, no kidding. And he calls time out. He, Which I want to be clear. Travis. I want to be clear. You cannot call timeout. For anyone UFC. new to the sport of MMA and the UFC, you're not allowed to call a timeout. 
in the middle of a fight. But he did. He and the ref him. granted it to him. And yeah, yeah so it ended up being a really. Who was the ref? I don't remember, but wow, it ended up being a very weird fight. It was an awkward fight. Not from the a very that good, kick was not started. a very good fight after the kick. Kind of wish the kick would have just ended it all, but <laughs> that would have been uh, crazy. But then you then see Jorge's knee would not be. So the then ref. people start booing this co-main because it ends up not being a great fight. Yeah, Fabricio was... gets on the mic, but you can't hear him. But he's so trying to loud. tell. He's trying to like give a shout out to yeah. some sort of like uh, some close friend passed away, yeah, like committed or something. suicide or yeah. something, like something very serious. Yeah, he was. Meanwhile, we're all just booing him, yeah. going "You suck" and stuff. I and wonder stuff. what the interview sounded like, like on the UFC's broadcast. Probably didn't make us look very good. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, but you couldn't hear him. Now, what's forgotten about post fight? Is uh, Travis Brown's coach, Edmund Tarverdian. Edmund. Tries to pick a fight with Fabricio. This was, like, from top to bottom, the weirdest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Fight. It's crazy. So, he throws... He, like, tries to, like, come at Fabricio. And Fabricio throws a front kick at him. Yeah! He tries to fight Travis Brown's coach. I mean, that was because Tarverdian, like, charged at him, basically. Or was, like, jawing at him. Dude. And, uh, yeah, it ends up being a very weird co-main. So this main event has a lot riding on it. Yes. I mean, sure, we've had a lot of fun. and like, Yeah. But, like, if you really look at it, like, this main card was kind of weird. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> so then, main event time, Alistair Overeem comes out, and I'm nervous. You can't even hear his music. Overeem. Though, how many boos were in that Overeem arena? is terrifying yeah he still is still is i don't care how many times that guy gets knocked out <laughs> he will always be terrifying this is true he might not be ubering anymore yeah but he's still he's still big yeah ain't he, small he machine yeah he comes out and we're like all right let's go steep a time and all of a sudden the lights go out the machine gun kelly classic um now if you don't know mgk machine gun kelly is also from cleveland Stipe plays his music every time uh, that he comes out. So Till I Die yeah. starts playing. It's all about Cleveland. That's and hey, all. I'll admit it, I love me some Machine Gun Kelly, especially at this time. So that song starts playing. We this all place, go fucking nuts. You, I think they even talked about it on the broadcast multiple times how great our crowd was there. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Like, that's something that we you were like a part them. of. So... That place goes. You could not hear anything. And you could Stipe, barely hear the music. Stepe comes out like he's going to his nine to five. Yeah, calm as could be. Yeah. He knew he was going to win that fight. Yeah, it was crazy. So we're already just like amped. This is when we, this is when my heart attack started. Yeah. I think. And the fight is going on. And Overeem Overeem lands this <laughs> straight right. And it drops put, And we go, and the whole crowd goes silent. You could have heard a pin drop. It went from the loudest thing I've ever been a part of to yeah. silence. Then he charges at Stipe and gets him in a guillotine. You could like, like, and we're like, no. The tension please, in that arena, not oh, like dude. this, not like this. You Crazy. Know? I'm like, please God, not like this. And he sets in the guillotine. It was in. It was in. Stipe said, "Nope, not in front of my home crowd." Overeem felt the top. <laughs> yeah, but that's for later. That's for later. But uh. Stipe gets out of it. That's another part of history why I'll get into that too. Ends up knocking out Overeem. 
in what was a UFC video game esque style knockout. Yeah, because Overeem looked like he was still there, just getting hit, and then all of a sudden one punch. And Stipe was in full guard, like you don't see people in full guard. He was standing though. Not yeah, like a stacked full guard. Yeah, and then he lands his one shot, and you kind of see Alistair's head bounce. So Stipe gets on his knees and boom, 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 right hand after right hand, out cold, asleep on the canvas was Overeem. And still. And still. Uh, so. We thought the entrance was loud for Stipe. When he won, that place. I thought the building was going to collapse. So we're all just like out of breath almost. I, like sweating. We're going crazy. He gets on the mic. Screams, OH! Everybody 20,000 people back. I-O! Oh my god. Yeah. I just got chills. And he does it again and again. He did it like three or four times. And Rogan's just like, holy shit. <laughs> He's like, Cleveland loves you, Steve A. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're just at a high. So, it's time to leave. So, we're walking out. We're just like... The whole arena we're like, is that just was amazing. Nuts. We can't wait to like, come we're back. We're high-fiving hundreds of random people as yeah. we walk down the street. <laughs> we're like, Steve Yeah, did it. dude. Like, and we're just great. high-fiving. And like we're walking out of the stadium and people are yelling, Oh, oh yeah, we're Just, just like going. random people. That's what's so cool about like sports in general, right? It it's this one common theme or event or game. That I think it's thousands a one, of people. Here's what it's a one common allegiance. In. Yeah, there's something that you have in common with for all like, these people. For those few hours at this time, no one had a worry in the world, and you were all there for one common thing. Yep. And for us, twenty thousand people gathered to watch the guy from Ohio. The blue collar firefighter defend his belt for the first time in front of his home state and his home city. Yeah, and he did it. He did it. So it we're walking crazy. back to the car. We're still just going nuts. Nuts. So hyped. And it's late, and we have to drive two, two hours, hours back. Back to uh, BG. So we get to the car in the parking garage. and um, Parking garage is filled so we're not getting people. out for a while it took an hour at least to get out of there well dom starts having some sort of uh episode i, I think i had uh just i, I call it a know. panic attack i think it was a panic attack but it was um interesting it was from the time that stipe won really it was probably before that it was probably started by the, t- the time he walked out to come into the octagon yeah all the way to the end of the fight because we just it was non-stop adrenaline Yelling, screaming, cheering. He, like, I don't even know. I don't know what happened to my body. Yeah, and um, me, Tommy, and Nick, like, I'm in the front seat, and those two are in the back, and you're driving. Yeah. We get in the car, and the, the three of us are, like, talking, like, oh, my God, that was amazing, whatever we're talking about. Yeah. And, like, you keep throwing comments in, like, uh, I can't feel my hands <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Or, yeah. like, or you're like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Yeah. I can't breathe. I can't drive. And, like, we're not even acknowledging what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. We just keep talking. So, so, That's so true, actually. So we're just like, oh, my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, uh, my ha- my hands are gone. You're like, I can't feel them. Yeah. You're like, why is my face going white? And we're just like, yeah, that's crazy. But anyways. <laughs> so, so This is so true, so, though. So eventually. I, like, got out of the car. So eventually I, like, yeah, you get out of the car and I'm like, the fuck is he doing? I'm like, we got I go. never even started the car. I don't oh, think. yeah, but you get out. You're just like, I'm out of here. I opened the trunk and yeah. I, like, sat on my, my so then, bed of my so trunk. So we're like, oh, what the fuck is he doing? 
So I get, you guys get yeah, out. Yeah, we get out. We walk over, and you're just like, <sighs> and I'm like, what's your fucking problem, dude? I'm like, are you all right? And you're just like, you're like, I, I'm seeing blurry vision. Right They're like, you're like, why are there two of you guys? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, did you smoke Dude, something I'm, on our way out here? You're gonna cry, bro. So, oh, I think it was a panic attack. And I'm pretty sure Tommy slapped you in the face. Yeah, I think he did. You're like, I need someone to slap me. And, <laughs> and that, before you even said me, like, you're like, I need someone Tom. to slap, smack. Tommy just smacks you. And you're mm. like, all right, I feel better. I just start taking deep breaths. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, Dom, you dramatic ass. I get in the car. So we gotta go. And you're like, no feeling you're like me hands. i'm not driving you're like i can't drive you're now, like granted now, and, like, and then you go we weren't getting out of that parking garage anyway yeah and you go all right like let's just we'll go here. you're like okay we'll leave yeah but um whichever one of you is like the most awake i want to sit up front yeah in case well here comes noah so i'm like well yeah i'm i'm awake i'm like i'll sleep up or yes that's I'll I'll sit up front. Yeah, well, you were asleep on the highway. Twenty minutes later, I fell asleep. Yeah, he was out for the rest of the drive. And then, of course, Tommy and Nick also fall asleep. So here I am, fresh off of a panic attack. Yeah, I'm feeling better. Obviously, I'm fine now. I'm driving, but I was like, hmm, all right. I'm driving through like open fields. There's like nothing on the drive back home. But we made it. We made it. I was by myself, (laughs) just talking to myself the whole drive. And we were expecting Tommy and Nick to stay with us again. Yeah, we well, it was like four in the morning when we yeah, got home. It was crazy late, and uh, Nick was playing football at a, a smaller college yep. uh, back towards like closer. Well, to the and it was zone. his it was his bye that weekend. That's why he yeah. was able to go with yeah. us. So, but he was like super stressed that he would get because they're very strict about being away. Yeah, so he starts freaking out. <laughs> And Tommy, so now it's time for so Nick's now, panic attack. So now attack. Tom, Nick starts having a panic attack, and I'm like, "All right, I'm going to fucking sleep on the hard on the hard floor per usual." If you guys are staying, okay, it's fine. Yeah. So then they just decide to leave at four in the morning, and Tommy's and like, well, Tommy has driving. to go with them because he has to take Tommy back home." Yeah. So so they get breakfast at McDonald's when they hit the highway. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then Tommy promises to stay awake with Nick. I think, and Tommy falls asleep. <laughs> With so, Nick on the way home. And uh, we go back to our dorm and... And sweat our asses off. Do you remember those girls that were coming back from, a, like, a party that night at the same time as us? And we were, like, yelling at each other and all that? What? Okay, never mind. That was a thing. What'd they, what'd they say? I don't know. They were just, like, yelling at us and saying hi because we, like, got back at the same time. Mm. And anyway, it's not part of the story. It's just... I'm, I'm trying to relive every moment as Did all. Did you enjoy it? Saying hi to girls? Sure, it was fine, yeah. I mean, did it make you happy? Uh, okay, I guess it didn't need to come up, No, I get it. I was just, again, bringing up every moment is all. So yeah, that's pretty much the end there. <laughs> and, um, all in all, like we kind of woke <sighs> up the next day and it was like, damn, we gotta go to class tomorrow. Yeah, we probably didn't. Actually, do shit that I'm pretty day. sure I told. I'm pretty sure I was like, I think I've earned a couple days. At, <laughs> so I don't think I went to class for like two days. But um, that's not something I. <laughs> it's college. It, yeah, maybe just one day. We'll We've just all been that. there. But um, 
all in all, like, like what an experience, right? If you, if anybody listening ever gets a chance to go to a live UFC event, don't get me wrong. Like I think it definitely added to the experience that Stipe was defending the title, you know, from Ohio and all that stuff. But like, again, I've mentioned this before, and this is not toot my own horn. I think it's just crediting how amazing a UFC event is. Yeah. I've been fortunate enough to be at one Super Bowl in my lifetime. And I know, like, maybe it's because I didn't root on a team during the game or whatever, and I was just there. But this was the... This UFC 203 was the best from the time we left our apartment or our, our dorm stressing about the storm and our room getting ruined to the time I... Got done having a panic attack and drove two hours back home in pitch black at four in the morning. Yes. It was one of the best <laughs> days of my life and the best sporting event I've ever been to. Yeah, and it was really like just a, a bro moment for the four of us. It yeah. Was like we all got to share that, you know, and we've all kind of went on our different paths in life and mm-hmm. stuff, but we, we keep a decent touch, I would say. It's, I mean, me and you do, but yeah. I keep a decent <clears throat> touch with those guys, but. Again, we'll, yeah. we'll always have that day that like yeah. we shared. We'll you know never I mean? forget that the rest of our lives. Yeah. Like, shout so, out Nick. Shout out to Tommy. Yeah. Hope you guys listened and hope you guys enjoyed this. Yeah. And all in all, like that that was it. And I mean, we really just kind of had to go back to. I don't know if it was after that event or before it when I got the fight pass, but I know after that I was just we definitely had it after fights that. forever, man. I yep. mean, I bought a year pass and I I. My goal was to watch every single pay-per-view from UFC 1 to, at the time, was UFC 203. And here you are four years later. Four years later, I've done it, and I'm still doing it. So, needless to say, that event was very crucial in me, like, continuing to grow my love and dedication to the sport, I would say. Like, you can almost just think, like, what if we would have never went to that event? Like, like, would we be on this podcast I'm someone who, like, you could ask my mom... She always, like, makes fun of me for it. I'm someone who very much goes through phases. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do. But mine are very extreme where it's, like, I get into something and I'm, like, 110% in. Mm-hmm. But then it'll phase out so quickly. Like, a couple weeks later, I'll just be completely done with it. Mm-hmm. There's no gradual decline. You yeah. know what I mean? So, with the UFC, that was had the potential to be something like that. Because I had done that time and time again. Um, but I think that event really helped keep me interested and just dedicated. Like, would we be recording this podcast right now? If not for that event? It's, t- it's tough you know, to say, like, you know? It's just, that was such a special day. Yeah. In so many different, like, aspects. Yeah, and all, all, credit, all, four all of our credit to lives. you for being the one that, like, was like, we need to go. You were basically making us, like, you were you were looking up everything about tickets and, like, like, yeah, we'll just drive there and drive back. Like, we won't want to stay. Well, I mean, here we are four years later, and they haven't been back since. Yeah. You know, there's even... supposed to be one event, right, in Columbus in March. Right. Which when we And looked... we had tickets. We were going to go. You know, the main event was going to be in Ganu versus Rosenstreich. And then we would have That fight to... ended up happening at 249. You saw yeah. that fight went. Uh, and Co-main, Cody. Cody Garbrandt versus... The uh, Sun Sal. The Sun Sal. And you saw that fight went at UFC 250. So, so we would have yeah. got to see all that at Columbus. It was a fight night, but still would have been awesome, right? Yeah. But 
unfortunately with everything going on in the world and COVID, it, it got canceled. And which everybody, sucks, and who but knows when we'll start having fans back. Like, who's to say when we'll ever get to experience an event like that in the near future? Yeah. Which sucks. Hopefully, but like, sooner rather than later, I definitely plan on going to another one one day. Yeah, whether it's in Ohio or not, yeah. like, that proved to us. I mean, like, one of my bucket list items is to see a big, a huge fight in Vegas. Yeah, so, it's, um... It's exciting. Again, if anybody ever gets the chance when fans are back in the arenas, even if you're like the most casual or not even a UFC fan but want to have a great time with friends, dude. No better guys, way to go. gals, it don't yeah. matter. This was There's it was a, so fun. Yeah. I mean I can't say I've been to a Super Bowl, but I've been to a few Bengals games. I've been to a bunch of Reds games. Ohio State. Yeah, I, mean, I went, to, I went, to, I went to the Ohio State blackout game with a uh, shout out to JP. Yeah, went there with him when they fought Penn or fought, fought. when they played Penn State in the blackout game. Like, yeah. that was a huge game at that time. Like that game was awesome. I mean, in sports, it doesn't get much bigger than a Buckeyes game. So, yeah, you know. So it was uh, needless to say, like this event meant like the fact that it blew them all out. Yeah, not even close. And like, the, the fan clo- expo, the closest second like, is definitely that Buckeye game, yeah. but. I mean, it was just, the the atmosphere was just unparalleled. Yeah, it was awesome. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, I hope everybody enjoyed this. I, I hope they did. I feel like uh, we weren't really, like, we were kind of just going to dive into it. Yeah. And we weren't really, We'd, we really didn't, had no, didn't know how long it would go, didn't yeah. know what we would even, how far long we would talk about stuff. Like, we were just like, oh, we'll just do it. Great breakdown of the day. and, uh, and... We'll listen back and see, but I'm, I think we did pretty well. Yeah. It, it, like... Putting the whole story together. I think we hit every detail. Yeah, I think like, we did. Like, really did. So, so um, Dom, tell the people where they can find you on social media. <sighs> Me, personally, it's going to be DSalee14 on Twitter and Instagram. As always, follow our podcast Instagram, uh, at BelowAverageJoes underscore podcast. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NTBaker underscore. So for the rest of the week... Uh, this Friday, we got a fun recap, a fight night recap, uh, or I mean preview. Sorry, fight night preview. We just had a recap on Monday. If you haven't listened to it, go tune in. Sure. Preview coming on Friday for another yeah, fight night. This pre this this Friday we're previewing UFC Vegas eight. Lionheart's back. Lionheart's Anthony Lionheart Smith going up against Alexander Rakich, and then co-main ruthless Robbie Lawler Robbie Lawler going up against Neil Magny I'm very excited to break that one down that's a fun fight night yeah so uh, tune in for that and then on Monday we'll be doing our recap of that same uh, fight night so absolutely big things in the future but um, with that we're out and we'll see y'all on Friday